you should have your own, you know, ownership and leadership for your team because you know it's your team. So while HR provides support, it's very crucial for every manager to drive their team by their own effort at first place. There are a lot of ways we can do this, you know, through periodic assessment, team feedback, self-evaluations, etc., etc. This initiative can all guide more effective team leadership. Welcome to Management Development Unlocked, where you will learn how to nurture a world-class management team. And now your host, Eric Gerard. Welcome back to Management Development Unlocked. I'm really glad that you're here. Please remember to support the show by subscribing, commenting, and sharing. Today, I have Kath Song with me. Kath, welcome to the show, and congratulations on one year at Baidu USA. You have a very impressive background, so please tell us who are you and what do you do. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for thank you for having me. So my name's Kath Song. I'm now working as the HR VP in Baidu USA site, and I have been working in HR for over six years. And happy to continue my journey here. So tell us a little bit about Baidu. Who who is Baidu USA? What what do they do? Yeah, so basically, Baidu is one of the biggest search engine in the world, just like Google, and we consider ourselves also as one of the competitor of Google. So, in the China market, let's say APEC market, people actually treat Baidu as the eastern part, as the eastern version of Google, and we does everything Google does, including search engine, you know, website, different type of. AI related generate uh, AI related application, and we're now emphasize and and we're now emphasizing a lot on the AI generated topic,、um, such as we have something pretty much similar to Chat GPT. We build a large language model called Erniebot, and we are still on our journey to cultivate a greater picture about AI and robotics. Oh, that is amazing! I I had no idea that Baidu was a competitor to Google. So already we're two minutes in, and I'm learning things. So this is good stuff. Nice, thank you. Well, today our topic is HR in tech, and I've got a number of questions for you around that. So you ready to jump in? Yep. All right, let's do it. So I'm curious about your journey into becoming an HRBP. And for those for those who aren't sure, an HRBP is a human resources business partner. So how did you become an HRBP, and what's your background? Thank you, Eric.、Um, so basically, my journey of HR starting from Rogers University. So in a master program of HR, I built my foundation knowledge in HR、uh, in that. And then right after I graduated,、um, I joined Shell China as an HR BP, and that was a generalist role. It was a very valuable experience. I managed to navigate through the nuance of a global company in a complex market and adjust HR strategies to suit local requirements. And then after two very productive years, and I transitioned to Schneider Electric China. It was here I discovered a better, you know, a deeper passion for talent acquisition. You know, under It was there I discovered a deeper passion for talent acquisition, understanding the intricacy of hiring, and optimizing my recruit my recruitment process. And then to diversify my expertise beyond HR and delve into a broader business landscape, 
at the second years, actually, when I was working in Schneider Electric China, I was thinking of pursuing an MBA degree just to get to know a little bit better than HR and wider my understanding to the whole business world. So I got in into MBA program at Johns Hopkins University, and this really enriched my perspective and emphasized the synergy between HR and overall business strategies.、Um, and later on, as fate would have it,、um, at my second year in Johns Hopkins, one of the opportunities with a robotic startup in Atlanta represent itself to me. And then I start working there as a remote worker. That was the first full time working experience I had in US. And that there was like a unexpected company dynamic, like a crisis, led me to step up and rebuild the whole HR team for myself. So that's when I got promoted to the HR manager. And from there, I develop a more more robust strategy from scratch. Then moving forward, the journey took a very exciting turn when Baidu reached out to me, and now as your HR VP for the Sunnyvale site, every day present unique challenge and give the tech-centric and innovative environment, and that was pretty much my story. Wow! So, so I had no idea that Schneider Electric was global. I thought it was just a U.S. thing. So、um, that's. That's、yeah,、really、it's actually a French company.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Cool. So you've got an amazing background, including a couple of very interesting universities in in your back pocket. So that is that is really neat. So since the 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 audience for the show is new managers, I'm interested to know what should a new manager know about HR. So I'm 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 new to Baidu USA. I come to the Sunnyvale site and I meet you. What are some things I should know as a new manager working with an HRBP? Of course, that was a great question. I would probably point out three things. So first of all, HR is your is your partner, is your friend, is someone to help you on strategy. We are not your enemy. We are not a spy from someone upper level. So think of HR as your strategic collaborators. We are equipped to provide insight, tools, and solutions tailored to your team's specific challenge, and we're here to help you. This is the first thing that a manager should know. Should know. And secondly,、um, you should have your own, you know, ownership and leadership for your team because. You know, it's your team. So while HR provides support, it's very crucial for every manager to drive their team by their own effort at first place. There are a lot of ways we can do this. You know, through periodic assessment, team feedback, self evaluations, etc., etc. This initiative can all guide more effective team leadership. And if you need any resource to help you develop any of those skills and you know design any of those initiatives, HR are there to help. Last but not least, you know, HR operates within the framework. Framework of legal, ethical, and company-specific norms. So we are always acting under the guideline and policy. There's no way, you know, we can help you to do whatever you want to do to your team. But there's no- nothing we can do beyond the regulation, policy, and laws. All right. So those are the things that a new manager should know about HR.、Mm-hmm. Let's now talk about how specifically a new manager. 
should work with their HRBP. So here I am, I'm a new manager. I arrive at the Sunnyvale site. How do I engage with you on a day-to-day basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great question as well. So um, first and foremost, I'll say uh, we need to build an open channel. You know, transparency is definitely essential. You know, I always have regular dialogue to ensure that HR really understand the unique challenge faced by your team. You know, we can have like a regular dialogue such as, you know, weekly meeting, you know, bi-weekly catch up or, you know, whichever form that suits your scenario. And that's the first thing. Also, when the decision making, um, also when the key decisions are on the horizon, a collaborative brainstorm ensure comprehensive solution that take into account of multiple perspectives. So it's always a collaborative decision that we're going to work together. And we have, you know, the expertise in, in different fields, that's obvious. So you may have more expertise, you know, in, in the skill, the technology, your business, and of course, your team, because you guys work together every day. But we may have more expertise on, you know, how to hire better people, how to assess to better, better talent market. And we may stand on a more horizontal point where we can see not only your team, but every team in the company. So we may have a more balance and whole more balance and more holistic picture so it's very, so it's very important that we can in this together to share our own expertise in different field and then collaborate this different expertise together into the decision making process and last but not least it's also very important to have this routine and specialized engagement just reemphasizing my first point so besides regular catch up it is imperative to engage your hrbp during your team challenge and conflicts or any specialized training needs. You know, some sometimes things are unexpected and unplanned. And a, your HRBP being some people, real people sitting here are there to help you. Excellent. Right on. That's mm-hmm. really helpful. I think as a new manager, if I was to hear that, I would say, okay, now I get it. Now I know how I should work with my HRBP. So really useful. Thanks. Well, Kath, my next question is, when should a manager engage their HRBP? Well, that's a great question. Again, (laughs) so I'll say there's four very, very strategic points. And the first thing is the first moment that that you became a manager, that's your initial team management time. So at this point, you step into a leadership role. You need to reach out to your HRBP to establish, you know, a report early on um, to lay the foundation for a constructive relationship. And then during this introductory phases, um, during this introductory phase, discuss your leadership philosophy, values, and anticipated challenges. This can help HR to gain a clearer understanding about your approach and tailor their support accordingly. And then the second point um, is your regular check-in. Just like just now we have talked about this, you can do it, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever you like, you know, um, tailored to your team dynamic and team characters. It is beneficial to have the reoccurrence catch-up, the catch-up session, irrespective of any immediate issues. So the frequency of this meeting can vary based on team dynamics, you know, ongoing project and any other scenario factors. 
Regular interactions can be a very productive way to anticipate challenge, you know, discuss team progress, address concerns, and strategize on areas such as professional development, team morale, you know, and future planning, things like that. And then, besides a regular one, there are some unexpected scenario which we call immediate concerns here or ad hoc. Anything you like to call it. So anytime there is a significant shift in the team, like like the conflicts, you know, sudden resignation from someone very important, someone having their performance issue, you know, or or some weird comment coming from someone upper level, um, you know, any unexpected event, it is prudent to engage your HRBP immediately, and their expertise can guide you through this conflict situation and provide you with the best resolution. And then they can provide insight into your team management. You know how to react, your management style,、um, your management approach, your leadership style, and your project,、uh, probably project roadmap and things like that accordingly. And then suggest potential interventions or training. And then last but not least, the four the fourth point here is the strategic a strategic planning point. It is not regular, probably not pre-planned, but it's not like urgent scenario as well. It is straight. It is strategic. So, like, if you're considering your team expansion, you know we are earning a lot this year. We have earning beyond our target, two hundred percent, something like that. So we are considering, you know, expand our team twice the size, or you know, the senior leader is leaving the company. So we are considering a role switch or other significant, you know, structural change. This time, you need to collaborate with your HRBP. That. Who can ensure that this decision aligns with the company's broader HR strategies? You know, we can offer insights to best practice. You know how to twist it in the recruit recruitment strategies and training plans. You know, and we may propose the best team structure to suit into your strategy change accordingly. So beyond those four points,、uh, beyond those four points, never forget we should have instant feedback and continuous improvement process. It's very, it's very important to you know utilize your HRBP when seeking feedback about your leadership style or wanting to implement new managerial technologies. They can provide resources. You know, we can provide training suggestions, or even, you know, I want to. I want to know how I did. I want to know if I'm a good manager, and we can facilitate a six hundred and sixty degree feedback sessions or any technique that can help you better understand your leadership style. I imagine that part of being a good HRBP is being a good coach as well. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I'll say we are a coach, and we are sometimes all, also babysitter. So it really <laughs> depends on the stage of the manager and on the stage of the team. So the support that HR can provide can be supporting, can be、um, you know collaborating, and can be coaching. So it's really、uh, the the way that we work together with the manager really depends on how the team is. Okay, well, that's all really good insight. Thank you.、Mm-hmm. So you're in. You mentioned during your intro that you're in Sunnyvale, which is in Silicon Valley. So obviously,、yeah. Baidu is a tech company. You're surrounded by tech companies. I'm from the Bay Area. I was in Silicon Valley for 20 years. So this next question will be very interesting to me. 
And that is, mm-hmm. what should a new manager know about hiring in tech? Yeah, I like I love this question. So I love hiring in tax just because in a lot of times hiring in tax is about the job description. Well, in the job description of any technical position, uh, you know, the most thing we will see on the JD will be like, hey, this position, this position require you to use, you know, React, Angular, require you to be able to to write Python, require you to, you know, have the knowledge about tr- transformers, things like that. But it's not really that you know this technical stack. You you have the skill of A B C D, then you can do the job well. So as a hiring manager, it's very important when you talk to the. So as a hiring manager, when you talk to the candidate, it's very important to to really think beyond those job descriptions. You know, represent a holistic view of the role. It includes your project goals, your team dy- dynamic, and long term visions. You know, tell the candidate as lo- we are not. So tell the candidate we're hiring a human being to work with us together as a team. We're not looking for, you know, an ad hoc technician, something like that. So really help the candidates to visualize their journey within your team and, you know, let them see how it is to really work with you guys and find the mutual benefit and mutual fit. And another point. So technical environment are ever evolving. You need to focus on a candidate's adaptability, product um, problem solving skill, and willingness to upskill. Sometimes a candidate, you know, you have ten different criteria for this technical position, and then you are like clicked in box, click. And then you were like clicking the box for different one, and then one candidate just clicked nine of the boxes with one of the box emptied. That doesn't means that this candidate is not a good candidate. Maybe this candidate is willing to learn, and maybe he can just nail this empty capacity in a month, which is good. So my point here is that always look for the future. Always try to think this this. Candidate within your team, whether this person can do the job immediately, whether this person can do the job in a month, in a year, are you willing to contribute your resources into training and developing this person? And then this is the p- potential fit you need to consider beyond just clicking the box for the technical stacks. And then it is also very important that HR and managers should work together to optimize the hiring process. You know, technical interview can be really, really exhausting. So、um, I was hiring for a tech lead position, and one of the candidate have passed through over ten different, you know, technical interview, and he was exhausted. So at this time, I was thinking that how we can work together to, you know. Optimized process, and you know, maybe combine three to four different round of interview into into one panel round, or some other initiative like convert some face to face interview into offline offline assessment, and into offline home assessment or something like that. 
so it's 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 really important to collaborate with HR to streamline the process and ensure that they're efficient while respecting the candidate's time and effort. Because you don't want the candidate to you know take ten different interviews, take two hours home assessment, and then to went on site for five different times and give the candidates a no. So that's a room of relationship here, and we definitely don't want it. I couldn't imagine ten interviews. Were those all on the same day? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> When I interviewed at Apple, I think I had eight or nine interviews, and it was、oh, wow. it, it was exhausting. Yeah, they they really grilled me,、mm -hmm. and they scared me because they started asking technical questions about HTML and XML and and languages that I'm not really familiar with. And so, between interviews, I went to the Santa Clara Public Library and picked up every single book I could on XML, for example. <laughs> read everything, and then came back, and then they never asked again. So it's like, oh, oh wow,、man. yeah. I mean, I still got the job, which was good, but I was wiped out. I earned that job for sure. At least you learned. I did. I learned. I learned a lot, and I was able to use it on the job, so that was good. Yeah. All right. Let's pivot now to. Expat managers. So, what、mm -hmm. considerations do you need to take into account if you're an expatriate manager? So, for example, you're from China, you come to the U.S. and you start managing folks in the U.S. What do you need to think about? Sure. So, we definitely deal with a lot of scenarios like this. And the first and foremost factor we need to consider here is the money. So, the same money definitely means different thing, definitely means different thing in different countries. So when we considering like how much money we are offering to this position, what's the compensation package we're designing here? We definitely need to combine a lot of factors, including cost of living, you know, exchange rate fluctuations, cost of relocations, things like that, because you know sometimes. A certain pay level in the country A does not really means the same thing of the same amount of money transfer into country B. So there's a lot of things you you may want to consider,、so、like if a person transfer from a country with lower living costs and you want you want to maintain、uh, this person with the same living standard, and then you move him into United States, are you gonna raise up his package into the same living, you know, into the same job level here? In this way, you need to add a lot of causes into this into this person, and there will be a raise in your labor cost in, in your labor cost. So, are you able to afford that? This will be a topic to think about. Also, beyond the money, there's a lot of different factors in taxation and government benefits. So, like different countries have their unique tax structure and social benefits. So, as far as I understand, like I was working in China and now I'm working in U.S. in California. California have this, you know, crazy taxation of income tax compared with maybe other states in U.S. or China. So, if we are moving someone from China to United States, you may want to. You know, really explain to this person, hey, a larger, way larger part of your wage will come to the gov, you know, will come to the tax, okay? And we don't want to surprise this candidate.、Uh, we don't want to surprise this employees, right? So this is more about the explanation and communication part. And also, here we have four hundred one k pension plan. And in China or in other countries, we may have. Other different type of social welfare program that you want to put a part of your paycheck into that, those are really 
you really need to explain the structure and how those um, social welfare uh, social welfare program works in different countries well to um, the one you are you are transferring. And beyond those part, those are probably those are more like the hard part. And talking about the soft part, it's also important to you know、uh, make a really good and smooth culture transition to the one you're expatriating. You know, it's HR's responsibility here to adapt them into a new work culture. It's not just about understanding the work dynamic, but also about blending into the new custom, the new way of working, new tradition, new work ethics, a lot of new things. Especially when there is a country gap of east and west. You know, the way they talk, the way they. See each other the way we tr-、uh, they treat their superior or、um, their subordinate are totally different, and it's also HR's responsibility, you know, to educate them, to communicate that,、uh, communicate to them, and help them better adapt themselves into everything here. Just like we are actually transitioning, we are actually transferring one of the China and the Chinese manager here to US, and we are about to have this Halloween party in a few days. So、um, I'm really curious to see what can happen. Those might be interesting. Yeah, you you might get some interesting reactions. Yeah. <laughs> I created a program called Globe Smart, or helped create a program called Globe Smart, which is、yeah. exactly for the case you mentioned, where we've got folks moving from one country to another. Do you happen、mm-hmm. to use that at Baidu USA?、Um, I'm not. I haven't heard of it yet, but that might be an interesting topic. I would like to see it. Yeah, I'll show it to you.、Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, Kath, that's the end of my questions. This has been a delightful conversation. So thank you so much. How can people find you if they want to reach out and learn more? Of course, they can definitely find me through. You know. Searching on LinkedIn,、uh, my name is Kat Son. Kat from Kat Son from Baidu USA, and that might be a best way to find me. And also, you can find me through IG. My name is C A T H S K L Kat S K L. So yeah, happy to see everyone there. All right, awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Please subscribe, comment, share, and connect with me on LinkedIn. Pick up my new book, "Lead Like a Pro: The Essential Guide for New Managers," which is available on Amazon and my website, GerardTrainingSolutions.com. We will catch you on the next one. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Management Development Unlocked. Want more? Get a ton of insider tips and tools at GerardTrainingSolutions.com. 